The Lord be with you and also with you. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. In virtual worship, sanctuary, empty, we gather at a social distance this Easter 2020 to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and sermon are offered in the praise of God for our virtual Easter morning congregation through WBUR 90.9 FM and our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, ministry, and service in our midst. And as the spirit moves, when the virus abates, your presence with us here in worship. If you are wrestling with anxiety or depression in this different season, feel free to call me at 617-358-3394, 358-3394, and I will respond if and as able. Today's service of worship includes a greeting and sermon new this week, along with music and liturgy rebroadcast from Easter 2017. Although our nave is empty, the music today is full. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
May we pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have broken your law. We have not done your will. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Alleluia. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we extend to one another signs of his peace. be seated. A lesson from St. Paul's epistle to the Colossians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
join me in responsively reading verses from Psalm 118 with the Antiphon. to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my power. The Lord has become my salvation. There are joyous songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sorely, but has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came to him, took hold of his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Amen. 
It is not so long ago that Jesus came to us wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. We murmured with the shepherds and knelt with the kings and we sang, Christ the Savior is born. We were innocent and young and happy at his birth. True, some noticed the straw in his hair and the stench of the manger and worried about Rachel weeping for her children. Mostly though, we happily received and reported glad tidings of great joy to all people. It is not so long ago that the trees and the greens, beautiful they were, came down. It is not so long ago that Jesus stripped himself and knelt in the Jordan. Granted, we have been busy carving our hearts and arrows into the trees of life. We have been finding jobs and homes and churches and relaxation. True, some of us noticed the mud on Jesus' face after his baptism and wondered at the humility of such an act God stooping to be covered in the icy, roiling, filthy waters of this world. Mostly, though, we were happy to greet Jesus at his baptism, and day by day, like us, he grew. We went on to another month of paychecks and forechecks and last respects. It is not so long ago that Satan tempted our Lord. Jesus stood tempted, and we with him. Tempted to make of life a scramble to the top, no matter who gets hurt. Tempted to make of religion a closed shop, no matter who's closed out. Tempted to take up government without a government of the heart. You saw him last month, just up the hill from Jericho, stalking in the wilderness. True, some blanched at the 40 days and pondered the choice of God to lavish love on a twilight world. Mostly, though, we thanked Jesus for his troubles and hoped not to succumb to the temptations he defeated. It was not so long ago. It was not so long ago that Jesus preached and taught the mystery and mastery of love. True, some noticed the somber tone in the verses about hardship to come. Mostly, though, we tilled our gardens and not so very long ago. Is it only a few days ago that Jesus completed a life of servant love? It is, mo is it more than hours ago that patience and humility and wide mercy were nailed up to make way for the God of this world whose violence has not yet been vanquished in fact as we trust it has been in principle? A few, was it you, spotted the hidden glory in such care Mostly, though, we went to the market and to the bank, preparing for an earthly future we thought might be without end. We lived not just the young, but all, as if temporarily immortal. No, it is not so long ago that the Lamb of God met us in poverty, humility, struggle, teaching, and sacrifice. At Christmas, in baptism, in temptation, in preaching, and in crucifixion. And now Easter 2020, a silent Easter, an Easter at social distance, Anno Domini 2020. Hear the gospel. Christ the Lord is risen today. Ours the cross, the grave, the skies. Love crucified is love raised. It is the same worn Jesus whom God calls the future. No wonder the disciples did not at first believe, and no wonder we have our doubts as well. The preacher leans against the cross on Friday and leans against the resurrection on Sunday, for the cross is still with us, followed by, but not replaced by, the resurrection. Jesus is God's future. His resurrection is our future, your future. This future makes of every Easter, especially this one, a change of heart, a saving change of heart, rather than just a remarkable weekend in first century Palestine. On the cross walk, resurrection is yours. On the way of the cross, we walk in newness of life. You receive this day resurrection eyes, resurrection ears, and a resurrection smile. For this change of heart, John Donne longed long ago. I need thy thunder, O oh my God. 
The resurrection of Jesus Christ helps us to see that the resurrection is meant for us to open us to a new way of engaging in the world, being at home in the world, being confident in the world. Your struggle you can see in a new way with resurrection eyes, if you will. What is most fragile in the world, which is grace, when seen aright, is the toughest, most intimate of entities. Resurrection eyes see connections, possibilities, welcomes, openings, and spiritual friendships in the offing. We tend to see the world not as it is, but as we are, but the resurrection gives us new eyes. All looks yellow to the jaundiced eye, but resurrection eyes see an open future, open to God's future, who is Christ Jesus, even today, even at a social distance. With a, such eyes this day, this week, you can see current sacrifice, perhaps yours, through Easter eyes. Mom and dad have sacrificed their small New England home for others' health. The living room is now a classroom. The dining room is now two offices. Institutions, educational and mercantile, have assumed, presumed, to take the space without rental offered a need, a necessary need, in emergency. Easter eyes see a future opened in this sacrifice, perhaps your sacrifice, a future that saves lives. Aunt Grace is near retirement, but makes her way to the hospital as an RN, as she has done for many decades. She a first responder. Hers is an intimate, personal sacrifice potentially mortal. Death makes us mortal. Facing death makes us human. Easter eyes see a future opened in this her sacrifice, a future for which many lives are saved. You would like to take your mother an Easter lily today, but she and others have foregone the joy of visitors this Easter whether or not by choice or consciously. Easter eyes see a future opened in this, a future for which, by something called a flattened curve, others' lives are preserved. Ours in, is in April 2020 is Easter, but Easter at a social distance. The resurrection of Jesus Christ grants resurrection ears too. On the crosswalk, one hears rumblings of justice, it takes resurrection ears to hear it, but the trumpet sound, though far off, is ringing, wrote Luther, for whom audition was all, and sight not to be trusted. Luther is all ear, no eye. He left sight for Ignatius of Loyola, but said, here in this life, our heart is in too great straits to lay hold of it. But after death, when the heart becomes larger and broader, we experience what we have heard through the word, sounding forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. My father at his best friend's funeral said 20 years ago, death takes the gift of life into an eternal dimension. That sounds like a phrase from his alma mater, Boston University. Death takes the gift of life into an eternal dimension. One leader said recently, for all the grandness that is so apparent in our time, something is missing. There is a hunger for something to believe in and to hold on to, something grander that can lift our aspirations instead of lowering them, something that appeals to the highest in us, our generosity, our optimism, our courage. Perhaps corona distance is reminding us to listen for generosity, for optimism, for courage. Easter gives us an acoustical advantage, a better hearing, and affords a sturdier hope. There is a trumpet sound, a silent sound, like the silent sound of our campus this very morning and all through this long Lent, a gift from elsewhere, a gift from elsewhere, wrote Vaclav Havel. 
Hope is a dimension of the soul and it's not essentially dependent on some particular observation of the world or estimate of the situation. Its deepest roots are transcendental, just as are the roots of human responsibility. It is an inner experience. The most convinced materialist and atheist may have more of this genuine, transcendentally rooted inner hope than 10 metaphysicians altogether. Hope in this deep and powerful sense is not the same as the joy that things are going well or willingness to invest in enterprises that are obviously headed for early success, but rather the ability to work for something because it is good, not just because it has a chance to succeed. Hope is not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. In short, I think that the deepest and most important form of hope, the only one that can keep us above water and urge us to do good works, and the only true source of the breathtaking dimension of the human spirit and its efforts, is something we get, as it were, from elsewhere. From elsewhere. Take out the as it were, and you have Easter in the words of a secular prophet. He heard with resurrection ears. The resurrection brings happiness too, a resurrection smile, so Isaiah can sing out, everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. As part of the alliance of servant love, one really has cause to smile. A resurrection smile for Easter morning. I have no interest in how much you actually smile. But a resurrection smile is a smile that is a sign that you can risk, that you know you can risk, change, transition, a crossroad. When the circus came to our little town growing up, we watched the trapeze artists enthralled. These aerial acrobats touched something deep in life. You can swing from one bar to another on the existential trapeze. Back and forth the bars swing, and at least a half dozen big times in life, you'll be changing bars, and it's scary. Waiting for the bar to come, you know you will have to jump. That is the thing about faith. There's always a bit of a leap in it. That is the thing about faith. There's always a bit of a leap in it. From home to college, jump. From college to work, jump. From single to married or married to single, jump. From calling to second calling, jump. From work to retirement, jump. From chief household executive to nursing home, jump. Easter gives a radiance to life that loosens us, smiling for the changes in life. You are a part of the alliance of servant love, so go ahead and jump. Some of us will spot you and be there to catch if you slip a little. Smile. The risks of change make sense at Easter, and every one of these jumps courageously made gives you further confidence in the everlasting arms of the last jump, the final horizon. Easter is the promise of eternal life. From this pulpit at Easter now, we smile. We smile to remember the voice of Martin Luther King in his sermon, Knock at Midnight, saying, no matter who you are today, somebody helped you to get there. It may have been an ordinary person doing an ordinary job in an, in an extraordinary way. There's a magnificent lady with all the beauty of blackness and black culture by the name of Marian Anderson that you've heard about and read about and some of you've seen. She started out as a little girl singing in the choir of the Union Baptist Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And then came that glad day when she'd made it. She stood in Carnegie Hall with the Philharmonic Orchestra in the background in New York, singing with the beauty that is matchless. Then she came to the end of the concert singing Ave Maria as nobody else can sing it. And they called her back and back and back and 
she finally ended up singing, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen. And her mother was sitting out in the audience, and she started crying. Tears were flowing down her cheeks. And the person next to her said, Mrs. Anderson, why are you crying? Your daughter's scoring tonight. The critics tomorrow will be lavishing their praise on her. Why are you crying? And Mrs. Anderson looked over with tears still flowing and said, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying for joy. And she went on to say, you may not remember, you wouldn't know, but I remember when Marion was growing up and I was working in a kitchen till my hands were all but parched, my eyebrows all but scalded. I was working there to make it possible for my daughter to get an education. And I remember Marion coming to me and saying, Mother, I don't want to see you having to work like this. And I looked down and I said, Honey, I don't mind. I'm doing it for you and I expect great things of you. And finally one day somebody asked Marion Anderson in later years, Ms. Anderson, what was the happiest moment of your life? Was it that moment in Carnegie Hall in New York? She said, no, that wasn't it. Was it that moment you stood before the kings and queens of Europe? No, that wasn't it. Well, Ms. Anderson, what is it? was it the moment Sibelius of Finland declared that his roof was too low for such a voice? No, that wasn't it. Ms. Anderson, was it the moment that Tuscanini said, a voice like yours comes along only once in a century? No, that wasn't it. What was it then, Ms. Anderson? And she looked up and said, smiling quietly, the happiest moment in my life was the moment I could, I could say, Mother, you can stop working now. Marian Anderson realized that she was where she was because somebody helped her to get there. And that is resurrection power. Jesus' resurrection is giving you, beloved, this hour, eyes, new eyes, ears, new ears, a smile, a new smile. The resurrection granting new sight, new sound, new soul. New sight, new sound, new soul. One ancient writer, not himself an earthly success, not an ecclesiastical victor, nonetheless wrote in the year 160 AD, the resurrection is the revelation of what is, the transformation of things, and a transition into newness. Eyes, ears, smile. Today we are set free to wonder at life, to work for justice, to weather change, and to do so with an Easter grace. The Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.
for the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Through Christ, amen. amen. The Lord be with you. And also Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. By your great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your Son from the dead and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Once we were no people, but now we are your people, declaring your wonderful deeds in Christ, who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. On the day you raised him from the dead, he was recognized by his disciples in the breaking of the bread. And in the power of your Holy Spirit, your church has continued in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. And so, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours. Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you, the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen.